boja batutan a ku olori pate pate a ku agbagba shanko shanko loja bi fa ba pedi tan iwon wo adide bodun badun bono bono apawoda bolonje ba roju a fi aijete bolode oku odere ki ugbegi boju oni le ba toju alejo to gbongbo onile ni soko alejo hello and welcome to episode 37 of the yoruba proverbs podcast i'm your host bidemi ologunde eka bo si abala iketa din logoji eto owe yoruba oruko mi ni bidemi ologunde on this episode, I'll be analyzing five Yoruba proverbs describing responsibility, decorum, adaptability, and self-respect. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and elders before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So the first proverb I have here says, Boju oni leba motintin, toju alijo togbongbo, oni le ninshoko alijo. Even though the eyes of the host are tiny and the eyes of the guest are huge, it is still the host who holds sway over the guest. Boju oni leba motintin, toju alijo togbongbo, oni le ninshoko alijo. Even though the eyes of the host are tiny and the guest eyes are huge, it is still the host who holds sway over the guest. So this proverb talks about knowing our place in terms of host-guest relationship. So that's the literal translation. And talking about that literal translation first, if someone visits you in your house, and in your house, you have a way of doing things in a low-key manner. You don't overdo anything. You don't listen to loud music. You don't turn on the TV too loud. You don't leave the lights on when you leave a room. You close the door gently when you leave a room and so on. But then you have a guest doing the exact opposite of the things you do in your house. Regardless, it is still the host who has sway over the guest, the guest should adapt to the host, not the other way around. So that's the literal definition. Of course, figuratively, we have different forms of relationships, parents to children, siblings, friends, couples, and so on. And in this case, it's saying whoever is um, the person we are deferring to, that's the person we adapt to. So, of course, there are different types of people, introverts and extroverts, and all these things are context-specific. Um, for parent-children relationship, of course, children should obey their parents, but at the same time, parents shouldn't do things at the expense of their children, especially when it's going to not benefit the child later on. Every parent knows in the long run you want the best for your child, but of course, we all differ in our approach to these things. Talking about friends, relationships, some friends, depending on the situation, some friends differ to other friends. 
of course, depending on the context and so on. So it should, it should be a, something that should be done with deference, with, um, so much contemplation, taking so many things into consideration and so on. So that way we don't keep stepping on toes all the time. Depending on what we like or dislike, we should be willing to tolerate other people, basically. So in this case, the proverb talks about host and guest relationship. Whoever is your host should be the person you, I guess, respect, respect their wishes, respect the way they do things because the tables could turn and then you are the guest and then they are, or you get the idea. So (laughs) in other words, we should keep other people in mind, regardless of what we are doing, whether in the office, at home, anywhere we find ourselves, the tables can turn anytime. Bojo Nileba Motintin, Tojo Alejo Tobungbo, Onile Ninshoko Alejo. Even though the eyes of the host are tiny and the eyes of the guest are huge, it is the host who holds sway over the guest. Second proverb I have here says, Bolo de Oku, Odere Kiyuhu Begi. If the owner of a yard does not die, is or a yard does not overgrow with wild grass. Bolo de oku, odere kiyuhu begi. If the owner of a yard does not die, his or a yard does not overgrow with wild grass. So in other words, literal translation here says, unless someone is dead, then the person should be able to look after his or affairs. In other words, you should be able to take care of your lawn or your backyard and not allow it to overgrow with weeds unless, of course, that person is dead. So this proverb is referring to an extreme situation that would not make someone take care of his or her house. And we can apply this to so many other things. As long as we are alive, we should be able to take care of our parents. We should be able to take care of things that concern us, that concern our family. We should be able to take care of our responsibilities at the appropriate time. We shouldn't procrastinate on things we, we want to get done. We should be able to take care of our future, our children's future. We should just take care of things concerning us. Unless, of course, the person involved is dead. So as long as we are not dead and we are alive, we shouldn't leave things to just not be taken care of, basically. In other words, we should handle responsibilities with urgency, with clarity, with importance, and so on and so forth. If the owner of a yard is not dead, then his or a yard does not overgrow with wild grass. So the third proverb I have here says, Bolonjeba roju afi aije te. If the owner of the food is reluctant to share, then we disgrace him or her by refusing to eat. Bolonjeba roju afi aije te. If the owner of the food is reluctant to share, then we disgrace him or her by refusing to eat. So this is a very interesting proverb. We see this sometimes in kids where one child or one kid is reluctant to share something, be a food or a snack or candy, and then the other kid becomes pissed off. 
and then refuses to take anything from the first kid, even after the first kid has a change of heart saying, okay, here, take this. And then the other one now says, no, I don't want anything from you. I'm not your friend and so on and so forth. And then the first kid starts to feel bad. So this, of course, is a very important trait among Yoruba people saying, if someone is in a position of affluence and the person refused to share resources, refused to help his or her family members and friends, by the time the person has a change of heart and is now willing to reach out to people in need, then they refuse whatever his or her, him or her is offering. Then the person who is in a position of affluence starts to feel bad and then the person becomes isolated. The person doesn't have any more friends and so on. So in other words, the best way to treat a miser is to refuse anything from him or her. So this just reminds us that whatever we have does not 100% belong to us. And we see this in so many different ways in almost every culture that generosity is a good trait to have. It makes you have more both literally and figuratively. And the holy books even preach this in so many different forms. The parable of the talents in the Bible, for example, the person that has more talent and goes ahead to use it gains more talent. The one that doesn't have as much and then keeps the talent, that talent gets taken from him and given to the person who used his own talent to have even more talent. So, and of course, I'm sure the Torah, the Quran, all these books have similar teachings. So again, anything we have does not belong to just us alone or just our family members alone. It's for the benefit of our community, our immediate family, extended family, community, like I said, friends, and so on and so forth. So that way, we we have more we we gain more, we gain more relationships, more friends, and so on. So it's only to going to be to our benefit to share the things we need we have with people in need around us. Bulunjeba Roju Afi Te. If the owner of the food is reluctant to share, we disgrace him or her by refusing to eat. So the fourth proverb I have here says when the year is done, the bonobono tree changes its color. When the year is done, the bonobono tree changes its color. So I couldn't find a direct translation for the bonobono tree, but this basically refers to deciduous trees, trees that change their leaves or trees that their leaves drop during the dry season and then by dropping their leaves the trees change color so during the rainy season the trees are full of leaves and they are all green from top to bottom but then as fall approaches or hamatan season approaches they either drop their leaves or the ones that don't drop their leaves the leaves die and they go from green to maybe bright orange or red or brown as the case may be. So examples are maple trees, um, oak trees, elm, beech, aspen, and so on. 
So in other words, there are trees that change their color every year, depending on the season. This means when seasons change, we should also be ready to change our habits, our characteristics, and so on. Because adaptability is a very key trait to have among humans. And we see, also see this in animals. Depending on the season, some animals change the way they hunt, they change where they sleep, they change how they move around, and so on. So how much more humans? And this could be a literal meaning saying, in cold weather, we should adjust accordingly. In hot weather, we should adjust our habits accordingly. And of course, figuratively saying, depending on the season, whether you're a child, a young adult, an older adult, or a grandparent, as the case may be, our habits should also change based on the seasons we are in life. The way a toddler would behave shouldn't be how the toddler would behave when the toddler becomes a teenager. When that teenager becomes a young adult and starts having his or her own children, the person's behavior should change. When the person who is a parent becomes a grandparent, that person's behavior should change accordingly. So in other words, humans should be willing and ready to adapt to whatever seasons they are facing. Some seasons are temporary, some seasons are permanent. And we should be willing, again, to adapt. We should be flexible enough to be ready for these changes as they happen. So when things are going good, we should stay humble. When things are not going good, we should be willing and ready to seek help so that whatever it is wouldn't end up becoming our permanent station in life. So, when the year is done, the bonobono tree changes its color. So the last proverb I have for this episode 37 says, Boja batutan, aku olori pate pate, aku agbagba shanko shanko loja, bifa bakwe ditan, iwon wadide. When the market disperses, only the head of the market woman remains. Only the venerable elders remain in the market. When Ifa has had his say, the Ifa priest that consults him arises. When the market disperses, when the market is done for the day, it will remain the head of the market woman and the venerable elders. When Ifa has given his verdict, the Ifa priest that consults Ifa would arise. So this proverb is one of those complex proverbs that has so many components, all of them talking about the same thing. So this one is referring to a marketplace. So in the traditional Yoruba culture, some markets happen every day. Some markets every five days, some markets every 10 days, and so on. So on on the market day, people come from all over the place. It's similar to a farmer's market in Western cultures. So people bring their goods, and then customers come and buy the goods. So usually from sunrise 
to sunset. So this proverb is talking about what happens after sunset, when the market is over. So the people that are left after the market dispasses are people who are supposed to be there taking care of the after effects of the market day, namely the head of the market woman and the venerable elders. And then the proverb goes ahead to incorporate another descriptive component. So Ifa is the traditional Yoruba religion. There are Ifa priests who consult Ifa on behalf of the residents and the citizens. So after receiving the divination from Ifa, the Ifa priest would arise and leave because there is nothing else for the Ifa priest to be doing. Ifa has said what Ifa has to say. Therefore, it's time to leave. The Ifa priest gets up and leave and the people also disperse. So in other words, all this is trying to describe is saying when a matter is done, the people involved basically disperse and there's nothing else to talk about. There's no need to start, I guess, parambulating or wasting time and so on. So it's just talking about um, the sense of urgency that comes with a matter being addressed. And once the matter is addressed, then we move on to address the next matter. Again, the description of the marketplace saying, after the market day is done, people go back to their houses. The only people left are the people taking care of the markets and the after effects and so on, aka the market women and the venerable elders who are, I guess, taking stock of what happened during the market day, planning for the next market day, etc. And then regarding the Ifa angle, after consulting the priest, after consulting Ifa, the Ifa priest gets up to leave, maybe to go consult for another person or to go get ready for the next message that Ifa would send either collectively to the village or individually to the next person who comes to look for Ifa's message. So again, this talks about the, the sense of urgency, the sense of um, decision-making, composure. After a matter is done, we basically get ready to address the next matter as the case may be. So that's all I have for this episode 37 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thanks for listening. The Yoruba Proverbs podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowale Productions. Audio engineering and graphic design by Bidemi Ologunde. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolari Ologunde and Tobulaba Ologunde. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review the Yoruba Proverbs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdme at bdmeologunde.com. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if you find it valuable and your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.